Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 767. We're looking at Matthew chapter 12, verses 33 through 37. Let's read our passage. Either make the tree good, and its fruit will be good, or make the tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. A good person produces good things from his storeroom of good. An evil person produces evil things from his storeroom of evil. I tell you that on the day of judgment, people will have to account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be acquitted. And by your words, you will be condemned. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is writing this account of the ministry of Jesus to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah, the one promised through the Old Testament. He is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. He's presenting this teaching, preaching, and healing ministry of Jesus. And we're in this section in chapters 11 and 12, dealing with various responses to Jesus. We had the response of John the Baptist. He's in prison, but he was having doubts about Jesus. So John the Baptist response right now is doubt. Then we had Jesus pronouncing woe to the towns of Galilee because their response was indifference. They didn't really care one way or the other. Then we had those who responded in faith. And then we started seeing opposition started over the Sabbath, where Jesus and his followers were accused of violating the Sabbath rules. And so Jesus was being called a lawbreaker. So this is now a flat-out opposition as a response to Jesus. They withdrew because of the plot to kill him, but he continued healing. And then we saw the response from the crowds. They were astonished and asking, could this be the son of David? That is, could this really be the Messiah? And then we saw the response of the Pharisees. And it seems that their response was triggered by the response of the crowds. We already have determined this man is a lawbreaker, so he cannot be the son of David, the Messiah. He must be a demonic. He must be doing these things by the power of Satan. Now we're continuing today. It's the follow-on to the section with the Pharisees about what they are saying. So we pick it up in verse 33. It says, either make the tree good and its fruit will be good, or make the tree bad and its fruit will be bad. And you think, okay, how do you make a tree good or bad? Well, some think you could make the Greek say, suppose a tree is good, then its fruit will be good. But everybody seems to think that's, that's very awkward in trying to make that translation. You're really trying to make it fit. That it's best to translate it as, make the tree good. Now, he doesn't really say what he's talking about there, so we can't get too much in the details where he's talking about if whatever you do with a tree to make it good or bad by caring for it, pruning it, grafting it, watering it, fertilizing it, whatever you do, the tree will be good or the tree will be bad. His point is the end of that verse, for a tree is known by its fruit. That's the same point he was making back in chapter 7, verses 17 to 20, where he talked about a a good tree makes good fruit. A bad tree makes bad fruit. The, the point is, it's not a lesson in biology, but a point about people. 
because he's just using this as a metaphor, a teaching point. Good trees, good fruit. Bad trees, bad fruit. And he goes on to explain that, how it applies to people. But verse 34, he pauses and says, brood of vipers. Now, we've seen this already back in uh, chapter 3, verse 7. John the Baptist called the Pharisees and Sadducees brood of vipers. Jesus, again, in chapter 23, will call the Pharisees and scribes a brood of vipers. Okay, vipers are poisonous snakes. A brood is a bunch of young hatchlings. So a brood of vipers, think just a nest of poisonous snakes. That's what he's referring to them as. Then he makes the leap. How can you speak good things when you are evil? For the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. So, good tree, good fruit. Bad tree, bad fruit. Here he's saying, and you, Pharisees, are a bad tree. And the evidence of that is the bad fruit. You are evil. How can you dare speak good things? You can't. And the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart, meaning their words. And what are their words? Specifically in this context, they're saying Jesus is demonic. These words they're using reveal the condition of their hearts. The mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. Because they're bad trees. And that is the bad fruit. It goes on verse 35. A good person produces good things from his storeroom of good. And an evil person produces evil things from the storeroom of evil. So, the words or actions of the Pharisees reveals that they are evil. They are actually the ones under Satan's control, which is ironic because that's what they're accusing Jesus of. They're saying Jesus is casting out these demons by the power of Satan. Jesus is under Satan's control or in league with Satan. He's using the power of Satan to do these things. And Jesus turned around saying, no, 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 you guys are the ones that are evil. And the evidence is what's coming out of your bowels because your words are the evidence of the condition of your hearts. Verse 36, I tell you that on the day of judgment, people will have to account for every careless word they speak. Okay, it was the plain meaning here is we're accountable for the words we speak. Key word there is careless. Some translations say idle. Point being there that even these idle words, these careless words, words that just slip out, they're not carefully constructed. Quite often we, we have very carefully constructed phrases. We're trying to be very careful about what we're saying. But words that just spill out really show the condition of our heart. When we say things that we didn't necessarily mean to say, they show what's deep within us. But even these idle words reveal the heart, or maybe even especially these idle words. And that's where if they come back and say, well, we didn't really mean that. We just said that. Well, yeah, you probably did mean that. And in this case, they really did mean that. And then verse 37, for by your words, you will be acquitted. And by your words, you will be condemned. Now, wait a minute. This almost sounds like at the final judgment here, God's going to look at all the good words we said, all the bad words we said. That determines our eternity. Well, that's not what he's saying. Some think this is a common proverb that Jesus is just using and applying to this situation. They would all recognize this common proverb. This is the 
the way people speak, the, the words you use, or the testimony of the condition of your heart. It's not really a theology of the final judgment. He's just using a common proverb. So you're responsible for your words. Your words have consequences. Or he actually might be speaking of the final judgment. But we know in the final judgment, you're actually judged based on your heart. Are you justified by faith? Because you have accepted the forgiveness of Jesus Christ and entered into a relationship with God? Or are you still dead in your sin? Yes, that's the basis of the final judgment. But the words that come out of our mouths are the evidence of the condition of our heart. And the condition of our heart is the basis of the judgment. So the words are the evidence that's going to show really where our hearts are, which is the basis of judgment. Now, he's not really given a theology of final judgment here, but either way, the, the bottom line that comes out of this are that we're responsible for the words we use, and the words reveal our hearts. Well, the context here. The Pharisees are claiming that Jesus is demonic. And it's clear to everybody that that's absolutely not the case. That Jesus is operating in the power of God, extending mercy to people that are under demonic attack, freeing them from demonic attack. And the crowds are saying, we think this guy might be the Messiah. The Pharisees are the ones saying, no, he's really the demoniac. And the reason we think that is because he's a lawbreaker, because he healed a man by saying, stretch out your hand on the Sabbath. Therefore, he must be under demonic control himself. Now, this is so crazy, but it shows the condition of their hearts. So what about us? Well, a couple things here. One is be careful we don't fall in the trap of the Pharisees where we're allowing our own opinions to drive how we understand reality versus allowing God to help us understand reality and allowing what God says and what God does to form our opinions, that is, our opinions will conform to God versus trying to mold God to fit our opinions. And that's something we've always got to be real careful of, things we're so sure to be true, and we then take and filter what God says and what God does through that lens of what we know to be true and actually end up changing God in the process. That's what the Pharisees are doing here. Second is recognize the power of words. Be careful how we use words. Words have great impact and words do reveal the condition of our hearts. And if we have a problem with words, if we find we're using words improperly, we're either using a lot of coarse words that just shouldn't be used in polite society, or we're, more importantly, putting down people with words, using words as weapons, then that reveals the condition of our heart. And we've got to get back to our hearts and talk to God about this. Oh, God, I'm having a problem with words. That reveals there's an issue with my heart. And ask for healing, ask for guidance, ask for God to help guide you through changing how you use words, because words do reveal what's within us and the condition of our hearts. Thanks for joining me.
join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.